You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, a very special guest, program director at 95.7 The Game in San Francisco, my man Matt Nahigian. We go way back, and I'll tell some stories. How deep is the Brock Purdy love in San Fran? Are the Warriors going to make a run at another title? Plus old war stories from back in the day. All that and more today, uncensored, unfiltered, and free of charge. So buckle up and screw in those earbuds. And let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Before I get to my special podcast guest today, I'm going to be in Glendale, or actually in the Phoenix area, for Super Bowl week. Uh, I'm going to be staying with my folks, and I am going to be broadcasting from our affiliate out there, Fox Sports 1190, I believe, uh, in Phoenix uh, at 5 a.m., four, four, five, 4 to 6 a.m., 5 to 7 a.m., early, early, for 93, 97.3 the game. Jesus. See, I get all these numbers thrown around. And... Um, I have, other than that, no real plans for the week. And so, therefore, I am going to put out the bat signal for you Arizona peeps to say, hey, I'm up for some golf. If somebody wants to play, if we can get on a course for less than $1,000 during Super Bowl week. I am trying to go to the Waste Management Open. I don't have tickets right now, nor a press pass. I don't really want a press pass. I want to go as a civilian, drink, and have fun. 
but there's that as well in the mix, and I don't have anywhere to watch the Super Bowl other than at my parents' condo, which, eh, I think I could do better than that. So, I'm just throwing it out there. If any of you have any plans, hookups, ideas, or want to do something, just let me know. Reach out to me, and I'll kind of sift through it and say, oh, okay, that'd be great. And look, if you want to use me as a sort of a show pony, like, hey, I, I know the great Steve Zabin podcaster to the stars, and I can bring him to a Super Bowl party, and it'll make me look better. Hey, if it's a nice fucking party with good finger foods, I, I'll be your show pony. I'll be your huckleberry, as they say. I'm not looking for free, although I accept free. And I'm not looking to be a pain in the ass. I just needed to throw that out there, to throw some chum in the water just to see. Because I do get lots of feedback from you fine folks who have made the very smart decision to live in that amazing state with the amazing weather, especially during the winter. So looking forward to that. A lot of good feedback on yesterday's podcast on the perfect game in the NFL and my criteria for it. I didn't have time to fully sort through all the responses and sort of stack them up for consumption, but I will do that, I promise. Charch also texted me shortly after the podcast was done and said, ah, how do we not talk about the DeMar Hamlin truthers who are now out there? And I'm like, hmm, we didn't have time. Plus, it kind of broke late, and I had a bunch of other stuff I wanted to talk to you about. This is sort of crazy that there are DeMar Hamlin truthers saying that couldn't have been him. Why did he cover his face? What's really going on here? And I mean, the rabbit hole runs deep. It's not just a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit maze of people saying, I think this happened. I think that happened. I think there's a variety of possible answers. Uh, some have said, look, it's CPR for 10 full minutes. It's a violent thing. It cracks ribs usually probably has some cracked ribs. Anyone with that condition just a couple weeks afterwards would not be raising his arms over his head like Hamlin was. Others have said, well, maybe he suffered a stroke and so he's got some facial paralysis and he doesn't really want to be seen with his face. That's why he's not doing an interview. Others are saying it's a money play. I think it's just he has been told to slow this down, stretch this out, for as long as possible, because if he's mostly fine and he doesn't have any severe conditions as an effect of this heart attack, this near-death experience, then he could easily sit down for a couple minutes with, you know, uh, you know, pick a uh, reporter at CBS and run it as part of the pregame show, but they wouldn't really pay him for it. If he milks it, if he stretches it out, if he keeps some mystery to it, like what's going on, how's he doing, what's the state of affairs, then he could possibly sell an interview to a big outlet, Oprah or, um, I don't know, some other TMZ or something like that, and make some money. And I'm not against it. You know, the guy's career, I think, is over. So he's going to need money in the future. I think the selling of T-shirts is a bit much. I don't think it's going to make him much money. I think the money for DeMar Hamlin comes in the lecture circuit uh, and the appearance circuit uh, to tell his story. I think there's a book deal. There's a possible movie deal. Who knows? Um, The foundation, I think, could give him a job and a purpose going forward if he doesn't play football again. Uh, 
But he's just, he already, did we win? Yes, you won life, you lived. But the choice of shots, camera shots, and the security detail, and the fact that the inside the suite shot of him waving and clapping to the crowd was from the side with a hoodie on. He couldn't really see his face. And the only shot through the snow was the long telephoto lens. It all just seems fishy. But no, I don't believe for a second that he died. I don't believe for a second that there is a stunt double. I believe that was him. I don't quite know why he's playing it as coy as he is. It could be legit medical issues he doesn't want to reveal. It could be a bit of a PR ploy. I don't know. Either way, I'm not mad about it. But boy, if you go into some of the comment sections, look out, put on your hazmat suit, and get ready for some nuttiness. All right, let's get to my special guest. It's great to reconnect with this guy. And this game, Niners-Eagles, has special meaning to him. going on today, man? <laughs> My man! How you doing? <laughs> no, how you doing? You know what? I'm doing pretty damn well. Like you said, it's uh, it's uh, my old city against my uh, my current city. It's it, pretty wild. It is the Nahigian Bowl this weekend. Matt Nahigian, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Nahigian joining me now. He and I go way the fuck back. He is currently the program director at 95.7 The Game in San Francisco, the number one sports radio station in the entire city by the bay. Although your LinkedIn profile, uh, Matt, says brand manager. Dude, we we yeah we change things up. We're not program directors anymore. I'm a brand manager, okay? <laughs> Titles matter, Zabe. Titles matter. Are we live right now? Are we doing are we doing? Are we on? This is how I roll. I roll right roll. in. Yeah, we'll go right so, into it. Let's go. Yeah, well, you know, because then it gets the guest from being all stuffy and shit. You know, it's like, hey, we're already into it. We're already into it. I'll edit this out in the front, whatever, and you know, we'll go from there. By the way, uh, Matt's uh, former title when I first knew him and met him and worked with him at One on One Sports in Chicago, Illinois, technically Northbrook, Illinois, was the Chunky V. You remember that title? V stands for uh, version. <laughs> Are we we allowed to say this stuff on the on a podcast? Jesus, you really you know you really have become corrupted as a brand manager or a program. It's a podcast. Yes, all secrets can be revealed, all bad words can be said, but you know just be careful if anything could come blow back to you. You're not a virgin anymore. You've got kids. I see. Well, I do, but let me, so, so before we get into anything, let me, if now that I can swear, let me tell the people a quick story. Okay. And how you and I, um, reconnected in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you leave sporting news radio or one-on-one sports. It was one-on-one at the time. Yeah. You go to Charlotte, you call me and say, Hey, come out here. I want you to produce my show. Um, 
I get a call from a GM named Mike Kellogg, who's one of my favorite guys um, still to the, to this day. Oh God! We go through, we go back and forth through a bunch of stuff and money and this and that. I tell him how much money I want. I'm this cocky freaking kid and don't care about anything. I'm like, I'm not going to Charlotte, and I'll just name name some crazy amount of money back then. It was like 1999, I think. And I said, I want set amount of money. And he exact words. He said, I'll call you back. He calls me back. He said, I got your money. You better be fucking good and hung up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I packed up my Toyota Corolla. I drove from Chicago to Charlotte, North Carolina and freaking let's go. Yeah. But I'll never forget that line. He said, you better be fucking good. And, and you, click. Oh, it, do you, can you tell us how much money it was back in 1999? It was, it was, it was 50 grand. Okay. It's a lot of money for a producer. A lot of money. A lot of money for a producer in Charlotte, North Carolina, when the going rate was probably 22, 24. Yeah. It's like double that. And you lasted lasted how long? So our old company, one-on-one sports or sporting news, called my boss, your buddy, Jenskow, calls me back three months into it and says, I want you to be the executive producer. I'm going to offer you 75 grand. (laughs) And so I, you Zavin, packed Zavin, up the Corolla. You packed up the Corolla again, and you drove back. I north. drove back. Now, now this is true. I I don't know if I've ever told you this. I literally was pacing around my apartment. I didn't want to tell you, and I didn't want to tell Kellogg. I was I thought I was losing my hair, like going bald. It was like falling out. I was so nervous. Oh, I'm sure. And, I, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I just got here. The guy vouches for me to come out here, and I'm like, right. I can't. I can't pass this up. There's just no way. So. I packed up all my shit. I tell you guys, you're cool as hell about it. I walk out of my apartment complex. I see the hottest girl that I've seen in the three months that I've been there. <laughs> For the first time, as I'm walking out, I'm like, where do you live? She goes, uh, apartment 12. I'm like, I'm apartment 11. I'm like, I haven't seen you in three months. She's like, yeah, it's been the winter, so I just literally stayed in my house. I'm like, in my apartment, I'm like, Oh my God. It's the winter. Oh my, the winter in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. So I stayed in my house. Like it's the fucking Yukon. I'm not lying to you. If she literally, if she, if I had seen her before that, I probably would not have taken the job. <laughs> That's hilarious. She was staying in my apartment. Um, do you, did I even motherfuck you at all? Or how was I when you told no, me? No, you were cool as shit. And, and, and Kellogg was, I don't know. You were just like, yeah, whatever. Get the hell out of here. And, um, <laughs> Kellogg's like, yeah, that's, that's what you, I, I think you, in the end, knew it was the right thing to do, even though you're like, what the hell? Well, because um, I, I am such a, a fan of yours. By the way, this guy here is the best I ever saw doing this. Uh, well, learned at the feet of the other best guy I ever knew doing it, Jen Scow. But um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't going to stand in the way of you getting a better opportunity. So it was kind of like I stole you and Jen Scow stole you back. Yeah. So you still talk to that reprobate Kellogg, huh? Because you know, no, he, once in a he and I have a, not talked in a long time. What's he doing? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. And when I say once in a while, I mean that it's been years probably, yeah. and I might might reach out to him like via email or if I see a LinkedIn or something like that. But yeah, he was I, the GM. He was the GM at the station who hired me away from one on one sports, and I had a great time in Charlotte. But then he fucking fired me. After yep. putting me in, in the mornings, this is their big push in the morning. And the lesson I learned was that he really had an idea of me and this other guy in town, this other established radio guy doing a two-man show. 
And I was like, no, I want to do my own thing. So I resisted, 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 kind of effectively killed the deal despite him trying to broker it furiously. And ultimately, I realized that if you do that to somebody who really wants something to happen, they're going to end up turning on you when it's all said and done. And that's what he did. He was like, he looked for the first chance to go, okay, I'm firing Zayden. I'm getting out of this deal. And he did. And I had a contract. And I had to hire lawyers and I spent 10 grand to scrape 30 grand back on like oh. a three year deal. Yeah. What a nightmare. Oh, what, what yeah. It wasn't what, a nightmare. What, it wasn't a nightmare. It was a great life lesson. And I realized yeah. what a cocky asshole I was at yeah. 31 years old and the mistakes that I made and just the nature of the business. Well, listen, um, I, I will say this. I've learned, I mean, now I'm, I'm running San Francisco, the station out here and it's great. Um, but you have to have people that, that mentor you. You just said one of them was Jen Scout, um, who, who was the PD at, at Sporting News and really taught me how to get guests, but there, there was nobody better. You, you literally taught me. I had a V I just told someone this last week, you looked at me and said, and the one thing I, I've always loved about you is even though you're a complete asshole, yes. Um, you you do it because you want to win, and there's like no BS around it. In other words, you'd say to me, "Your VHS better be on record twenty four seven," and that's <laughs> when we had VHS tapes and to catch was, to whether, catch good audio bites. Yeah, to use on yeah. the radio, you had to catch them in the wild because the internet yeah. didn't fucking exist. Social media didn't fucking exist so you had to catch it this is we're talking 94 right when we were at one-on-one together yeah so one of my most precious clips and you can't find it anywhere is phil sims getting pelted by a snowball in the booth at foxborough where he's in the middle of a sentence he's like what are you whoa and he gets pelted well that was lost to time because nobody saved that on the i mean it might be on the internet but it's not easily available and the only way to get it was to record 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 and then pull the bites well, the now, Homer, the, any, the, 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 yeah. the Homer role is still the greatest. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. And uh, people don't know what we're talking about. You'd literally, so, so you. I would just read the, the, I would read the home runs from the previous yeah. night in baseball. Cause who cares yeah. about anything else? Just give me who fucking went yard. And then we would play Homer Simpson bites that corresponded as closely as we could to the players and the teams and everything else. And it would be just a little fun little bit, but it was it was kind of prep intensive, you know. I kind of gave up doing it because he, he had a lot of tracking down. He got to punch into the box scores and be like, which Alvarez <laughs> is this? There's seven of <laughs> <Right>. them. <laughs> um, so, so we had that, and then it was um, the other the other great thing. I and I just found my real the real um, with some of my John Renshaw stuff was oh when um, I, I was conference calling restaurants. Um, at the same, you know, at the same time and, and putting them on together and they were screaming at each other live on the air. That probably would have been fired and freaking oh, sued yes. if I did that today. Right. Renshaw, Renshaw I, I, our, la- our late night host, he had a bit where he liked to hook up restaurants in an unsuspecting three-way call and play it on the air and just see what happens. And this yep. went over the air and to multiple affiliates around the country. Zayvon, I had, I, I still have, I got to find the real, I had women calling, doing things on the phone, live on the air that I, 
I, I'm dead serious. Simulated sexual acts. Correct. Yeah. Fired on yeah. the spot. I yeah. mean, like, I, I just, it's insane, the stuff that we did. Yeah, I used to be able to do prank calls and all that stuff. It's all been clamped down. It's it's very different nowadays. But Now, hey, now you just got to do a podcast and, 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 <laughs> and tell everyone to screw up, screw, uh, screw up, right? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, I got to catch up with you, and there's a lot of things I got to ask you about. This is the Nahigian Bowl. You had been the program director or brand manager for Odyssey in Philadelphia for how many years? Um, I was in Philly for 11 years. It was privately owned. It was not Odyssey. Oh, okay. WIP is the Odyssey station. Um, so what, what station it, was it in Philly? 97.5, the fanatic. Now I'm at 95.7, the game. Yeah. So what, so who bought 95.7, the fanatic? Um, 97.5, the fanatic. Oh, sorry. Beas- Beasley, Beasley bought. Okay, so that's a Beasley yes. shop there. You were there for 11 years. Now, you are originally from oh, Michigan? Chicago. Chicago. You're a Chicago kid. You rooted for Michigan in college football. Correct. And the Packers in the NFL. No, I hated the Packers. You hated the Packers. You're a Bear fan. I, I, Bear fan, I Michigan hate... fan. No, incorrect. What? Michigan fan. Michigan fan. Um, no NFL team. Um, insane Bears fan. Um, yeah. So when you, they fired when when they fired Ditka, uh, I never rooted for him ever again, and never will. Shut. Swear up. to God, I never. I root against them in every game that they play. Wow. He's the guy that that brought the city the first Super Bowl in how many years? Right. Um, you, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, we played the the Niners played the Bears, so I got a couple of former Bears on. I texted Jim McMahon, and, and knowing he's kind of off the wall, my text was, Jim, hey, it's Matt with 95.7 The Game. Love to get you on. Hey, by the way, the first uh, vodka and soda that I had was um, during your Super Bowl the win when I was 13 years old. Thanks a lot for getting me on, on the booze. He freaking texts back saying, "What? when do you want me? When do you want me? <laughs> see, that's, see, that's the, your, your producer instincts. You knew how to get in yep. with Jim McMahon. Yep. You'd bragged about how you made me an alcoholic back in the day. Wow, that is that is stunning, Matt, that you, um, you have dropped all fandom of the Bears and maintained it. That, you know, I, I kind of respect I, I, that. I don't know what it is. I just, the guy, the guy, in, I'm, in, I'm dead serious. And I think sports does this to you. You remember those things. I was 13 years old, the Super Bowl shuffle. It was, Zay, they took over the entire oh, I know. city. It was all anybody was talking about. And they were totally irrelevant before that in my lifetime. In the 70s, all we had was Walter Payton, and yeah. that was it. And, and they, they were terrible. And, and now they're became, and now they're back to wandering around aimlessly in the woods. They they never recovered. They went to yeah. the Super Bowl once and they never recovered. Yeah, one I and mean, done. One know, and I, done for an absolute juggernaut of a team that should have at least won a couple. But we all know the story. I saw the thirty for thirties about how everyone well, fell under the spell of doing their own thing and their own money and personality conflicts and Buddy Ryan. I mean, what a shit show! What a shame. But anyway, so I want to pull on this because. As a former lifelong Redskin fan, as you know, um, I now work for a station in Milwaukee that is the flagship of the Packers. And since the Redskins died, and the logo died, and the name died, and I am making my money and making my bones here in Wisconsin, I'm like, 
Of course I'm going to be a Packer fan now. And I've said on the air, this is my one lateral fandom move in the NFL for life. If you have a problem with it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I didn't That's say great. that on the air, but I said right. it on my podcast, and I'll say it to anybody in person. There's a small holdout of people, because most people are like, oh, it's great. It's good to have you on board. I totally understand. There's a small holdout that still thinks I'm a traitor. And there are Washington fans that are just apoplectic when I show up on social media in green and gold. Well, you know, it's so interesting. If you tried that in Philly, they would literally – <laughs> beat you senseless like you're not well like if you didn't grow up there and your dad didn't grow up there and your grandpa like you can't be in their in their fan club and I, I so how do the it. so how do the two big new york personalities cataldi who's retiring like in a couple in a month right at the end of this football yep. season cataldi's yep. a new yorker and jody mack is a new yorker right so cataldi's rhode island oh um and I, you know, Angelo started WIP sure. for the most part, and so you know he was a newspaper writer and was writing there and did a good job. I mean, people read his stuff and the whole bit, and then he went on. And I mean, it wasn't like you know radio and sports talk radio, and there wasn't uh, social media and all that stuff to to just crucify people. So Angelo got started and did it for ten years, and then kind of became you know, ingrained. And then he did something during the McNabb draft. He took out 20 crazy fans to the draft. And um, when they drafted McNabb, they all booed him. And it's the most famous thing that ever happened. And he calls it the dirty 30. So it took out 30 people (laughs) and that, and that, and then he started doing wing bowl. Um, Tony Bruno was a part of that. Oh my God. Yeah. Wing bowl was Um, amazing. It's now extinct because of, you know, COVID political correctness, a bunch of other stuff, but yeah. So Cataldi had become adopted. Jody Mack, I guess is respected. I guess you can do the New York Philly thing. Washington Philly would have been a little bit tougher. I know that they hired uh, John Kincaid out of Atlanta and Kincaid is from that area. So I guess that is okay for Philly sports fans. Kincaid is from the, from there and intern for Angelo. Okay, so there's so, a there's a pedigree there. That's the nature of that market. Now, you as a program director from Chicago, did it take a while for you to gain the trust of the savages there, as I call them, in Philly? No, it really didn't. I mean, I, I will tell you that, crazy enough, the 1980 Phillies team is my favorite team of all time. Really? Like Tug McGraw, Tug McGraw is why I started playing baseball and hitting my glove against my leg. Um <laughs> Larry Bow. I mean, I came in there and uh, Zabe, as you know, like my, I'm, I have my pluses and minuses, a lot of minuses, but I went in there and the first thing I did was to get Pete Rose and Charles Barkley on the air. And they're like, Oh my God, we never had those. And so I kind of like, nice. Said, I'm, I'm here and this is what we're going to be doing. Um, and I knew, the teams. I knew the freaking Buddy Ryan defense, Reggie White, Jerome Brown teams. I knew freaking right. Randall Cunning. You know, I knew the the um just because you're a sports you're, sixer. Yeah. Right, you're a sports you maniac, had- and of course that that helped. And and when you want when you, when you came in right away and started delivering on getting legendary sports figures from Philly on the air, that was when I'm sure a lot of heads turns like, okay. This guy ain't fucking around. So that worked. It, the, it was yeah. it was really it was really weird. Tory Hunter came on during free agency and said he wanted to play for the Phillies. I got him to come on. 
And honest to God, that's the, the I, I look at stuff like, like, like turning points. That honestly, I mean, Mike Missinelli turning or hiring Missinelli in the afternoons was the turning point, obviously. But that little thing got a ton of pub. We got on ESPN. It fired up the whole freaking station. Like, oh my God, we're on ESPN. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, I, I have it in my mind. I specifically remember that day. And it's like, you know, you just got to do, you have to do little things like that to, to win people over. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. And now you're in San Francisco, which I can hardly imagine a more stark contrast in markets, Philly and San Fran. How is it there? Obviously, this, the, the, the defending champs, the Warriors smoking hot, new stadium, Shootatron 3000, as I call Steph Curry, the greatest road act in the NBA right now, even more than LeBron, more on him in a second. And, of course, the Niners pushing for a Super Bowl and with this kid, Brock Purdy, who is, I'm sure, the talk of the town. What's the difference in markets? Well, I will tell you this, and I swear to you, I'm not just saying this. That everyone thinks that this market is people that just fairweather fans don't care. It, it really is 180 degrees from that. They are like Niners are now. I, the, the biggest difference, though, in I'm looking down the street right now. I'm at Broadway and Battery in the city. There's not one. I can't see one Niner jersey uh, on the street at all in Philadelphia right now. If you look out the window, you'd see literally every single person wearing an Eagles right. jersey. So, like, like they have passion for their teams. They just don't go around. I mean, somebody said it to me. Like, there's so much to do here. There's you and not really in the city as much now, and because it's you know kind of. Uh, unfortunately, not uh, not, yeah. the, the, not the greatest looking, place around looking right through now. Down, yeah, I would say the picture of downtown San Fran right now is muddled by a lot of socioeconomic no, factors you, that would make but it. You go to Santa like Cruz. Yeah. No, you can go to Santa Cruz. You can go to all these different beaches and all, and, and, and it's almost year round. Right. So you know, if, if they're cheap, here's the biggest difference. So you're saying it's a I great mean, it's a great sports town, despite what anyone thinks. No, no, it really is. But yeah. I will tell you this, and I don't fault them for this. If the Niners lose on Sunday, Monday, if the Eagles lost, it would be the biggest day in the history of WIP. 
because people love to to, to get they'll there come, and to say they'll thrash they'll around and wail exa- and moan exactly. and bitch and not, everything else. Not 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 here. It's all right. Oh, I'm well. really bummed. I'm not listening. I don't want to talk. I'm just gonna wait for it to pass by and then go on to the Warriors. Wow. They just they just they just not they're not. Is like, that because the gonna, Warriors are an easy backstop? Because it's like no hey, no. It's okay. just the way they are. They're just not. The way gonna, they are. They're they move not on gonna, quicker. They're die they easy. They're die easy fans. They're not die hard fans. They yeah, die but, easy. And they're not. Yeah. And they're not going to sit there and rip, you know, Kyle Shanahan and say fire Kyle Shanahan. They just don't do that. Right. You know. Right. So you know, you got, I think they got to get, it's interesting. You have to be smart when you're on the air and in in this market and know that if you come on and, and say Kyle Shanahan should be fired tomorrow, he sucks. And it's just not going to work. These right. people don't want to hear that. So, um, but I, I will tell you again. And listen, the teams have won too. Like the Warriors, I mean, do do people are are they crazy about the Warriors right now? No, the Warriors are playing like crap right now. Sure. So like nobody's like, you know, uh, you're not seeing jerseys all over the place. But you know, the run that the Warriors had is, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I grew up. Think about this. I grew up with Michael. You grew I watched up with every game Michael Jordan played. You and yeah. I, you and I every, were together during the heyday of every Jordan game Mania. Michael Jordan played. Yep, I I I, I watched. Um, Steph Curry is as close to Michael Jordan. As anybody that I've seen, I, I've never seen anything like the stuff that he does. Um, when he takes a half court shot in a game, I literally expect it to go in, or at least at the at the rim. No, I'm dead serious. Like it is insane. He has really a so, he has a magic to him that is undeniable, and I would argue with anybody he is a far bigger road draw than even LeBron. And yep. that's something I'm sure LeBron doesn't want to hear, but it's true, which brings me to the next point, which is the current NBA and load management oftentimes pulls chunks of star players off the court at the last minute on the road, especially when a team is crossing over conferences and it's their only visit. And there are little Timmies and little Jimmies out there and little Susies who just wanted to see Steph Curry in person, probably got tickets for Christmas, and then you know at the last minute load management, he's out. Has this been a topic in San Fran with Curry and the Warriors and whether the fans are getting gypped because of the way the NBA is now? Well, it has been a topic, not that big of a topic, because they don't do it as much at home. Of course not. So we don't <laughs> well, we don't care. Well, why the hell do they, these fans I know. care if they if they do it in Cleveland? I mean, right. Who gives a shit, right? right. I mean, yeah. so we um, we get them. <laughs> Sorry you didn't yeah. get them. Fuck you. Exactly. Steve Kerr did address it and say, um, he is preaching a 72 game um schedule yes i'll tell you that um i we my guys don't are not not ripping that um it's more about like i think it's kind of bs that they actually do have back-to-backs as as hard as as hard as they play and as much as physical as this game is Honestly, I don't think there should be back. Was there as many games. back-to-backs in the '80s and the '90s when Jordan missed it. like four games over eight years or something absurd like that? I don't remember it. I, I don't really remember don't. it either, and I don't know why they can't schedule it better. But I do know this: Steph Curry is the perfect guy for young fans to attach to because of the biracial aspect of it, the fact that he is so hypnotic as a shooter, he has a winning smile, winning personality, and both you know, uh, kids in the inner city and your driveway suburban kids can dream of being him. You know, That's the perfect He's, mix right there. Let me, let me just say this to you. I have never also seen somebody, and I've, I've tweeted this a 
four or five times. There is nobody this that big that is that cool and down to earth in this world than Steph Curry. You, you, Zave, I we did a broadcast from there last year. I'd never met Steph Curry, so I'm at this at the on the in the stadium. Nobody's in there. They have practice. Um, he comes up. Nobody's with him. Yeah, you know, LeBron's got five guys with him. Right. He comes up. Yo, man, what's up? Am I going on with you guys? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, Matt. I mean, he's looking at me straight in the eyes. You know, what's your name? Um, comes on with my guys. Uh, at the parade, he's waving at us as we're broadcasting, and the float goes by. He knows one of my guys pretty well, but he's it, it's just like he genuinely he's a regular cares. guy who's also yes. a mega superstar. Yeah, that's cool. It's, Unlike anybody that I and and I'm not trying to be Mister Frickin. I've been around a lot of guys. Yes, I mean I have. I've been really lucky, and I've never seen anything. I'm going there Friday with um. I don't know if you're familiar with James Draws. He's uh-huh. a TikTok superstar. He's um. He's got Down syndrome, and he's the guy that goes, "What happened?" Uh, oh, loses. Okay. So James, I, I've got a little relationship with James, and did a couple interviews with him. He's coming to a game um, this Friday, um, flying from Oklahoma. So he's going to do the announce, uh, announce the inter- do the introductions um, wow. at the game. And the Warriors are giving him a chance to do it, which is great. Um, and someone said to me, like, no, Steph's not going to. I'm like, are you kidding me? The second Steph sees the guy, he will walk away from everybody that he's with. <laughs> I know, gu- I guarantee it. I don't even have to like. Oh, I wonder if Steph's going to do that. Like. He's going the second he sees him. Someone will say like, "Hey, Steph, that's the guy that does what." He'll come over and start talking to him. Right? He's, that's just who he and, is, and probably and be really engaged and 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 uh, and and very fun with the guy. And like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Yeah. And, that, and I'm, not, I'm not ripping. I'm not ripping LeBron, but um, think about this. No, the comparison the is dramatic. It's not. It's yeah. not even close. I know. I know. Um, not even close. Uh, two more things, and then we're done because we're here for a good time, not a long time, Matt. Um, uh, Purdy, Purdy mania. On a scale of one to ten, where is it at right now? I would say about a fifteen. Jesus Christ! Well, here's here's why. Um, if you watch the guy, first of all, he never panics. I mean, it, it's for a guy that was drafted last, for a guy that was the third string quarterback. Zabe, he he's playing in playoff games. I know. He hasn't lost a game yet. I mean, it, it's one of, I, I will tell you this. If he does win the Super Bowl, I, I would say. Better story than Warner? Well, oh, 100%. Really? Not only that, a better story than Brady coming in and winning that. I'm not telling, I don't know what the guy's going to be like after this. If he's, you know, going to be the, the next this or that. But I, I honestly, I mean, and I, he was tested. I, I, I said to somebody, I'm really glad that he, had a like an average game um, playing against a really good defense, and they still won. He found a way to get Kittle the ball down the middle, whatever it is. Like nothing, just flat. This guy is is just yeah. incredible. He's got a and, and, he's got a, a stole. I just stole this car mentality, and I'm gonna fucking drive it until you catch me. And you're not gonna catch me. Fuck you. That attitude, that um, that way about him is incredibly endearing. The family shots are wonderful as well. And as I said on Twitter, I'm like, anyone who's saying, don't call him Mr. Irrelevant, that's a insult. I'm like, no, you call him that all the time because it's an insult to the experts who fucked up. 
all the so-called smart, it. yeah, all the so-called smart NFL people, Matt, they're like, ah, maybe a late seventh. Fuck you. I can actually yeah. play. Do better homework totally. next time, dum dums. Well, well, the cool, like you said, the cool part. And I, I mean, some people are like, you know, that, that's that's stupid or that's you know kind of weird. His family, his dad came on two weeks ago. Couldn't have been cooler. Um, they just travel around and and watch him play. And his mom puts it up on Twitter when they get on the plane. And freaking cool is it, man? The kid's like twenty one <laughs> or twenty two. His freaking, I mean, like he was it's an never awesome story. Get a shot. So it so really basically. Is. What are you guys going to do with Trey Lance? Garoppolo next year is out, right? Garoppolo's gone. Yep. All right. So it'll be the Purdy-Lance combo, and they'll sort it out once training camp begins, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're Trey Lance, you're going, you know, listen, I'm not I'm not the second-string quarterback, but at the same time, you know this. like you got to keep the, the job. The, well, well, Zay, not only that, if you're the Niners, you're going, neither one of you go, is going anywhere. We've already seen our quarterback go down after three, four, five games. Right. We need two quarterbacks, and and Brock will probably be the starter, and Trey Lance is going to have to sit there. Like, I mean, kind of like if he wins the if he wins the Super Bowl, Purdy is QB one going into Week One next year. No, 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 no. You know, he's already won the job. He's already won the job. Yeah, he's the starting quarterback. So he takes a I shit. Mean, I, he takes a shit in Philly. By the way, Stu Gotts with uh, Levitard today went on a rant saying he hadn't won a single road playoff game yet, and they're like, he hasn't had the chance to do that. Jesus, give him a break. And he was yep. just kind of going off. If he if he shits the bed and the Niners get destroyed, which I don't think is possible, they're too good in every other area. You're saying that he's still QB one next year. He's a, he's a starting quarterback okay. next year. No, not even up for debate. Okay, well, that's, and that's just my opinion. No, but, that's but, let, uh, that, that's that's my current producer's opinion. He's like, "Are you crazy?" He's QB one, and I'm like, "Ah, you know, I just I want to see a little bit more. I love this story, but I want to see a little bit more." Last question, Matt, if I may call you Matt. Um, I remember back in the day in Chicago, one on one sports, you and I and Jen Scow, 1994, where. Of course, we wanted a little action on the games that we were watching, and it wasn't so easy to get the money down. <laughs> I remember Jen Scow had a guy, and Dan Curran had a guy, and you had a guy, and I remember going with my boy T-Bone to a gas station so he could pay his guy on a Monday. <laughs> and all I can think about is nowadays with this industry, our industry, awash in gambling advertising dollars, what do you think about it all? And where is it going? There are definitely old days. I am a recovering uh, gambleaholic and uh, don't uh, don't wager anymore in any capacity. Wow. Lottery tickets, anything. Uh, I take it back. On my guy's trip, I did play some cards, but I do not. I have not made a sports wager in, I would say, six to seven years. Wow. So my question was, because I recounted the days when we were in Chicago, and I'd have to go with T-Bone to pay off his man at the gas station around the corner. And you had a guy and Jensko had a guy and everyone had a guy. I'm thinking, man, our industry now is being kept afloat to a large degree with all this FanDuel, DraftKings money, et cetera, gambling spreading across the country. And I just wondered what you thought of it. And I'm glad to hear, by the way, you're, you're off of it because it's evil and it destroys lives if you're not careful. Um, but this is the business now, right? Well, no doubt. Uh, unfortunately, it's not legalized in California yet, which is insane in when, itself. When's that going to happen? Well, it's not going to happen for a while. I mean, at least another really? year. Yeah, they're. Uh, why are they? Why to... is California, of all the states, 
the the be yourself kind of state. Why are they anti gambling? That's weird. Um, Zabe, I'm I, I can swear all I want. I will not get into politics now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the so politics of it is so ridiculous. Um, I, if I say anything like the wrong way, uh, I'm going to get okay um, shriveled. So, that's that's um, fair it, enough. It, okay, it, it's, it's 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 utterly ridiculous. Yeah. But here's what I would say. Um, first of all, my guy in Chicago when I was growing up was Knuckles. Um, true story. <laughs> um, and um, so, so I think it's pretty wild that the amount of money, the amount of money that's 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 being gambled, is in the billions. Obviously, um, I, I just I can't believe that it's. I can't believe it's that high, and I can't believe that that many people. Are, are are into it. I knew I knew people were gamblers. So are you saying you're gamblers. saying when you say you can't believe it, you're not saying you doubt the figures. You're saying I'm stunned. No, 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 no. I'm stunned by. Stunned yes, by the right. amount. I yeah. am stunned. I mean and by the way, I, it might not even count fantasy. Fantasy's gambling. I hate to break it to everybody. <laughs> no, fantasy this football and, and I remember gambling. that and you and I remember the wave of fantasy money that rolled in via DraftKings and FanDuel. And it was an entree to finally legalize gambling. They kept knocking, knocking, knocking. They knocked down the wall and like half the states, and they're keeping on knocking. But it's, yeah, it's the same thing. We've got the infrastructure, digital, mobile, bing, bang, boom. Why don't you bet on games instead of doing these stupid leagues that take all year to pay you money? So here we are. So, so um, before we go, I do have to tell you why, what my last wager was. Um, I was at the Borgata. And I was up twenty in the Atlantic City. What year? Philly. Um, let's see. This is two thousand twenty-two. I've been here probably two thousand seventeen. So probably two thousand fourteen. Okay. Um, it was the night before my anniversary, and I was there for um, an event, and I was up twenty-five thousand dollars. At what table? Um, um, roulette. It was mostly roulette. <laughs> I was okay. hitting numbers, screaming at the top of my lungs, um, running around. I had. I was throwing. Thousands of dollars at the event. I we all met at a, at a bar, and I, I walked into the bar and I threw twenty five grand in cash on the table and to show them how much money I had won. I was that obnoxious. <laughs> so I gathered it all up. Then I started playing, and I didn't really even realize it. I go in my pocket two hours later, and I literally have one five thousand dollar chip left, and don't have any idea how that happened. Wow. So. Yeah, and then I lost that and five grand more. And I, I called my wife at three o'clock in the morning, in, I'm not lying, in tears and said, I'm officially done. I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Wow. And that was it. I mean, that was it. Well, good, so, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I, I will not try to tempt you by asking, who do you like this weekend? <laughs> uh, I, I Eagles minus you, one and a half against your Niners in the Nahigian Bowl. Hold on, what the hell is going on with the Bengals and Chiefs line? It's all I mean, over. It's Mahomes, all over because of the Mahomes mystery, you know. Is he not playing? Well, here's the thing. The consensus was, oh shit, he came back in the game and won throwing, you know, one-legged passes. He'll be fine. But those who know high ankle sprains know that you work on adrenaline at the moment it happens, and then come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're like, fuck, I can't even stand on this leg. So I think yep. it's gonna be a harder rally than people think, but yeah. I would not bet against it. But a lot of people think the Bengals are better, whether Mahomes is full strength or not, like last year. 
I hate to say it, and my 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 Bay Area um, people are not going to like hearing this, but I just don't know how the Niners go into Philly and win. I just I think the the Eagles are playing. Obviously, the Niners are playing great, but they didn't look great. I mean, Dallas's defense is really tough. Philly, I think Philly's defense is is better. Right, and I think Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts is just playing off off the chart. He struggled obviously because he was hurt, but I mean their weapons: Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Sanders. I mean, like uh, Dallas Goddard. They, they're it's going to be tough. I I just I just can't can't imagine they win this game. I really, if let's just put it this way: if I had the shoebox bet, it, I'd put everything on the Eagles. Right. If the Niners go to the Super Bowl, will you be there in Glendale? Because I will be. Um, I, uh, if the Niners go to the Super Bowl, I have to be there. Okay. Yes. All right, good. Then we can meet up and I can buy you a drink, my friend. Well, how about five or six? Okay. Well, good. You haven't quit drinking. A man has to have some vices. So, <laughs> um, last week I had 10 absolute sodas at an event that I was at. <laughs> By the way, you got me introduced to captain and diets. That was your go-to captain Morgan, baby. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of the captain in you. Captain. All right. All right, Nahikian, good to talk to you, buddy. Carry on, my I'm friend. Assuming this will, I'm assuming this will be the highest downloaded podcast you've ever done. It's going to get really positive response because people love it when I talk to those people I know and the business and get their backstory and all this inside baseball shit. That's great for podcasts. So I'll send you the positive reviews. They're going to come. I know that. Um, cheers to Teddy Green and uh, take care. All right, buddy. See you. See you, buddy. Not much I can add to that one right there. I'll just brag a little bit about Matt, and he was very kind to me talking about my mentorship to him back in the day, and I don't recall much of that, but still, absolute bulldog mentality with a great personal touch where he can relate to athletes and call athletes, cold call athletes, get them on the air, massage and work with them, build relationships and everything else. Um, the best I've ever seen done it do it is that even a word the best that i have ever worked with and i think to a large degree <sighs> old nahigian the chunky v the chunky virgin back in the day before he got married and had kids he uh he ruined the producers for me going forward because i always sort of like held him up there like why can't this guy be more like him well it's because he was a unicorn that's why he's a brand manager at the number one sports station in the Bay Area. All right, that's it for me. Thanks so much for listening today. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet, 
and simple to win and simple to get paid like my bookie bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie